We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jay Wick 13 is going to kick us, get us started off. What about the 24 seven sports thing with Kelly and Freeman? You know, uh, I, I want to be fair, uh, to the author or the person who said that, let me find his name. I, I've never heard of this guy before. And I don't mean any disrespect by that. I tell you, I don't really read that stuff, but I got a ton of DMS yesterday and tweets and text messages from a lot of different people about something that uh, a gentleman named Cooper Patagna said of 24 seven sports. And they made like a little graphic out of it. And so I wanted to respond to it. i wanted to respond to it, but I wanted to hear it first. And so I went and listened to it and the comedy basically made was twofold. Really, he made three comments that I that I felt needed to be addressed. One of them, he kind of addressed himself. You know, the the, the direct quote, and again, I, I want to be fair because I, I believe if you're going to respond to something somebody says, you you take what they said and you take it in context and you don't try to turn it into something that it's not. And then this is what he said. He said, I don't think it's this is a direct quote. I don't think it's very different than how Brian Kelly recruited at Notre Dame. High-level, multi-year starters with limited upside. And then he t- made a comment about how they don't, produce a lot of NFL players, he quickly walked that back. So I'm not going to hammer him for that because he twice kind of walked it back and said, Hey, you know, I shouldn't have said that. And the way that I did, which was smart because I think Notre Dame is like tied for ninth in the last 10 years when it comes to producing NFL players. And of course, Notre Dame's got several guys that did get drafted that are, have started games in the NFL. You know, and obviously you want to see that NFL production definitely take a jump. And it's not where it needs to be, but it's still good to so to say that Notre Dame, who's tied for ninth in college football in in producing NFL players, is producing NFL players is an inaccurate statement. But I, as I said, he immediately walked that back. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hammer him for that. And then this is the second question he said, or the second thing he said. He said they're recruiting good players, they're going to be in the national spotlight, but the college football playoff as in its current format, I don't think so. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Everybody got all fired up about the comment about his recruiting stuff, which I'll address, but I thought the weirdest comment that he made was the whole thing about how Notre Dame in the current format isn't a playoff team. And and the thing is, is you made two contradictory statements right there. Number one, you said they don't, they're recruiting exact basically exactly like Brian Kelly did. Yet Brian Kelly's team made two college football playoff appearances in the last five years in this format. So I don't understand how you can say, well, they're recruiting the same, but it's not possible for them to make college football playoff. And then his co-host was like, well, what about the expanded format? And he's like, well, that should help them a little bit. You know, and I say, so if you want to argue that Notre Dame right now is not a national championship caliber team, that's debatable. I mean, that's clearly a fair thing to say because Notre Dame hasn't beaten Ohio State. They haven't beaten Alabama. They haven't beaten Georgia. They've beat Clemson a couple times, and Clemson's been a national championship team. But the the years that Clemson won national titles, Notre Dame did not beat them. Obviously, Clemson beat Notre Dame in the playoff in 2018. So they're not there yet. And I'd be sympathetic to that argument if you say, hey, look, in the current format, I don't think they can win a national championship unless they recruit better. I think most Notre Dame fans would somewhat agree with that statement. I don't necessarily agree with that statement. I think that there's there's been a couple coaching issues that have kept teams that I think are capable of competing for a championship uh, held them back. But let's talk about the recruiting aspect of it. And I, and I thought this was the most this is the most kind of easy thing to do. And what I did was I simply used twenty four seven zone rankings uh, to make the case and to argue that you know that Notre Dame doesn't recruit as well as uh, is not recruiting any better now is just blatantly false. And let's use the data to prove that. So here's a graph that I made for the article. 
And what this graph shows is, is obviously the recruiting class, the number of signees they signed, the number of total points. This is using the 247 Sports composite rankings, which I thought it would be smart to use 247 Sports since the person who made this comment is from 247 Sports. And and so then it's the average star ranking. So uh, the star ranking of the of the players in the class, and then the number of four and five stars signed, and then the number of three stars signed. And you look at it, and Marcus Freeman basically, in my opinion, gets full credit for the twenty two and twenty three classes. In, in my opinion, if you go back and look at the two thousand twenty two class, for example, Marcus Freeman was the head coach on signing day, but he wasn't the head coach for the entire process. Very fair. But number one, the defense drove that class. It was ranked that high, you know, with that many points because of the defensive class. And you got a stud like Billy Shrouth late. Well, we have reported on this multiple times. Billy Shrouth doesn't come to their name if Brian Kelly's still the head coach. Reason why is he wasn't coming if Jeff Quinn was the O-line coach. And Jeff Quinn wasn't, was still going to be the O-line coach if Brian Kelly was the head coach. And so you got to look at four of the top six players in that class were a direct result of Marcus Freeman. How do I say that? Well, if you look at a lot of the top players in the class on the defensive side of the ball, Jalen Snead, Junior Tui Alamaka, we've talked about him, Jaden Mickey, I believe Benjamin Morrison. Let me actually pull that one up because I'm not a thousand percent certain of that one. But we've gone through this. A lot of the top players in that defensive class didn't even have offers from Notre Dame when Marcus Freeman was hired. They were got they were guys that when Marcus Freeman and his staff got hired, they then went out and w- recruited those guys and and uh, offered those guys and and made them a priority. So it was a completely different situation. And, and so I think it's a uh, it's one of those things where uh, let's see here. So Benjamin Morrison also did not have an offer from Notre Dame. Benjamin Morrison did not get offered until February 10th of the 2021 season. So he also did not even have an offer until Marcus Freeman got hired and him and his group then went out and offered those guys. So yes, Marcus Freeman deserves a ton of the credit for that. Then one of your, arguably your top offensive signing, he was my number two signee, but uh, Billy Shroff was. We're directly a part of that as well. And that class finished with the second highest, most point, the second highest point total that Notre Dame's ever had. And the second highest per player average, this, 2023 class, which I think is even better than last year's class, but that's a different conversation for a different day. It it, uh, was uh, 272.79 points, which is the third best that they've ever had, and 91.78 average, which is the third best they've ever had. So two of your three best recruiting classes, going all the way back to 2013, that's 14 recruiting classes, are a direct result of Marcus Freeman's influence at Notre Dame. But that's not even the biggest differentiator. I want you to focus on this last two lines at Notre Dame and look at the the number of four and five star players signed compared to the number of three star players signed. And I think this shows the flaw in why looking at points for ranking is why it's there. The Notre Dame class in 2023, which a lot of people said doesn't even isn't even a top 10 class. A lot of these services say that had the same four to five star ratio to three star ratio as the 2013 class, which was a top five class. The difference is, is the point system given to five star players that 2013 had more five star recruits that were ranked as five star recruits by two, four, seven. I think it's a little bit skewed. And, and, but still, even if you just take those numbers and take them at face value, the last two years, Notre Dame assigned 37 four and five star players 
compared to just eight three-star players. So I'm going to give you another stat to show, put this in context. In the two classes that Marcus Freeman is a direct result for, and you just saw somebody who would absolutely know, say that Marcus Freeman was a big reason for keeping Tobias Merriweather in the class, who was my number one offensive class, of offensive player in that class. 82% of the players that Notre Dame has signed in the last two years were four or five-star recruits. I believe that puts them in the top five. And only eight of the 37 were three stars. If you look at the last seven years of Brian Kelly's tenure, the last seven years, Notre Dame signed 54, 54% of their signees were four or five-star players. 54%. 54%? 82%. How can you tell me that they haven't recruited any better when that's the giant difference in that in those numbers. So you can look at class rankings where they finish ranked here. I don't care about all that. I care about what is the value, what is the talent that you added to the class. And it's very clear from that start standard right there that it's a much better class. Notre Dame signed 15 and 14 more four- and five-star recruits in last year's class than they, than they signed three stars. In previous years, it was one, one, 10, one, minus one, minus 13, five, and 10. You got to go back all the way to 2013, a decade ago, which was a class that was put together during a national championship game run that Notre Dame had a class that came anywhere close to what this year's class was in regard to the high-level players. So I think it's it's really a, a bad argument to make. I don't think that Cooper – it's Cooper, right? I, I think that's what the guy's name was, Cooper – I don't think Cooper was making a, a statement that was meant to be slanderous. I don't think he was making a statement. I don't think he was trying to take a shot at Notre Dame. I don't think he was being you know, unnecessarily unfair to Notre Dame. I think he just shows the problem that, that too many people that speak their minds about college football have about Notre Dame is you care more about perception than actual facts. And you hear what Josh Pate went through this the other day when he did his top 10, and I'm going to have an article out later today kind of breaking down my top 10. And and the thing is, all oh, Notre Dame's overrated. Notre Dame's overrated. Notre Dame's overrated. They don't do this, 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 and this. And, and my stance is, is you're going to be mad saying Notre Dame doesn't belong in the top 10. But in the last five years, Notre Dame ranks fifth in college football in wins. Fifth. They rank not, tied for ninth in producing NFL players. They are one of, I think, Alabama, and Alabama is, I believe, let's see, so Clemson, may, so no, Alabama and Clemson, I believe, are the only two teams in the last five years to have more playoff appearances than Notre Dame. That's it, because Ohio State's had two, correct? Ohio State made the playoff in 19, and they made the playoff in 22, Correct. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Ohio State also does. Ohio State made it 19, 20, and 22. So Ohio State, Bama, and Clemson are it. Georgia made the playoff in 17 and didn't make it again until 2022 so or 21. So Georgia's had the same number as Notre Dame. Now they have more titles, which is why they rank ahead of Notre Dame. That's why Ohio State ranks ahead of Notre Dame. That's why Alabama ranks ahead of Notre Dame. So when you look at when you look at this and you break down the class and you break down Notre Dame's success and you break down the things that Notre Dame has done, it's a very clear argument that Notre Dame shouldn't even be in the conversation for whether or not they're a top 10 program. That should be a given. The question is, are they a top five program? But 
far too often you have national people that speak on emotion and they speak on things like, you know, Notre Dame can't beat Bama. Notre Dame can't beat Georgia. And this was the argument that Josh Pate made is, but I'm not ranking them ahead of those teams. They can't beat Ohio State, but I'm not ranking them ahead of those teams. If you look at the last five years, Notre Dame is what? Two and two against Clemson, right? That's a team in the top five. They played Georgia in 2019. It was a six-point game. That's it. Notre Dame had the ball with less than two minutes left in the game in Georgia territory with a chance to win the game. There's been two teams that have dominated Notre Dame. That's it. Bama and Ohio State. That's it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And and so I just think it when you respond on emotion and and I, again I think he was giving an honest opinion I don't think it was meant to be slanderous I, I I give him full benefit of the doubt in that regard but this is just what happens is you get far too many people that speak on emotion and perception and don't actually use data and facts and don't research things they just kind of go with the flow of what everybody else says and they don't research things and when I can take your own rankings and clearly show that your argument is flawed. That tells me you should probably be a little bit more open-minded to doing research about the, the sports you cover as opposed to just kind of going off of emotion. And so I think it was a, a pretty easy argument to it was a pretty easy argument to to take apart, to be honest with you. And I just I just think that's kind of where I wanted to to come and address this particular topic because I just felt it was it was too easy to to pick apart. But I think it should also give Notre Dame fans a look. I think some Notre Dame fans need to see this. And my, my man, Charlie Weiss's last belt loop, love you, man. But I need, I think you need to look at this ranking when you're constantly complaining about how Notre Dame's not doing anything different, not doing anything better. Look at that. Don't don't tell me that Notre Dame's not upped their recruiting game in a big way since Marcus Freeman has took over. Here's the other flaw that I think too many Notre Dame fans fall victim to. You assume you you will sit there and say in one breath, well, the recruiting rankings are flawed. They're this, they're that, they're the other thing. Then in the next breath, you'll then say, well, Notre Dame's not recruiting well enough because of insert ranking. They don't recruit enough elite players. Based on what? Based on the recruiting rankings that you all say are so flawed. For example, look at Benjamin Morrison last year. Benjamin, zero sites ranked him in the top 300. Zero. I kept telling you all along, this is a dude. This is a top 100 player. This guy's got elite five-star talent, right? Five-star upside. Definite top 100 player. Well, you go back and look, and you're going to, you're going to, if you're going to use the data that these services, you're going to say, well, look, they haven't signed a cornerback ranked in the top 100 since such and such. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You can say that. But I told you Benjamin Morrison was that dude, and he became that dude, right? 
SI All-American, ranked Tobias Merriweather's top 50 player. I ranked him as a top 50 player. The recruiting services did not. So it may look to you like, well, they didn't recruit enough highly ranked guys here. But you're assuming, I think incorrectly, that the recruiting services are always right about these guys. Not just the Notre Dame guys, but that the guys they do rank as five stars are definite five stars. And I'll ask you this. Knowing what we know now, is there anyone that you would trade Benjamin Morrison for at cornerback in the 2022 class? Is there anybody? I wouldn't. So even though they didn't sign a highly ranked guy, is there anybody you'd trade for him? Not just what he did as a freshman, but just look at his God-given talent. Is there anybody you'd trade for? I, I don't I don't think so. And that's the point that I've made. Well, you don't recruit enough premium positions. Well, look what they've done at quarterback since Marcus Freeman's been hired. Right? Kenny Minchie, CJ Carr, Sam Hartman. That's upped. That's up their game. Look what they've done at receiver since Marcus Freeman has been hired. Just signed the best one of the three or four best receiver classes in the country. Right? Comes a year after getting Tobias Merriweather, who I had as a top 50 recruit. And they've got a top 50 guy signed next year. O-line recruiting has been outstanding. Running back recruiting. He just signed one of the five best running backs in the country last year. Notre Dame has recruited cornerback, in my opinion, as well as any team in the country the last two years. So they've recruited linebacker the last two years as well as any team in the country. So I think sometimes we have to take a step back and say, we've got to make sure we're taking our Irish-colored glasses off and realize that not every kid that they recruit is an elite player. Not every kid that they recruit is underrated or, or disrespected or whatever else because he signed Notre Dame. Some kids are just solid players. Some kids are meant to be. And, and here's the thing. Not every kid is being recruited to be a star. Some kids are meant to be, man, we, we need depth at this position, and that's a great depth kid. Well, why do you want to sign a depth kid? Because not everybody's going to stay for four years in this era of the open portal. So I need a guy that's going to be locked in even if he isn't a starter right away. So I need guys like that. So I think that you have to understand that every kid is recruited for different reasons. Does Notre Dame need to up its recruiting? Yes. But the get, and I've said this before, and I think, I think I'm putting my, I'm putting out on the table right now. I'm putting my cards on the table right now. I think that the narrative about Notre Dame is going to be completely different going into next off season than it is now when it comes to people's perception of what the talent is in this program. And I think you're you're going to see that, wow, this team is more athletic than I thought. This team is more dynamic than I thought. This team is bigger than I thought. And you're going to see what si- simply just adding legit quarterback play to your roster can do and how much that has held back Notre Dame in recent seasons. So I wanted to address that to begin with. And, and I think that we need to kind of be more thoughtful in how we look at this as Notre Dame fans. But I would also challenge the national media to say, maybe you also need to be open, more open-minded for this. Maybe you need to think, hey, do we have some regional bias in what we're doing? Uh, here's something I would challenge the national media to do. Go look at the percentage of players from Florida, Georgia, Texas, and California that you have in your top 250 or top 247 or top 300. And then compare that to the number of players from those states that get drafted in the NFL. Now, what you're going to find is two things. Number one, that by and large, that Florida, Georgia, Texas, and California produce more NFL players than any other state in most years. But what you're also going to find is there's a pretty decent percentage of sometimes between five to eight points every year between where the number of those players that are in the top 300s is higher by sometimes five to eight points Hot percentage points higher 
than what is being produced in the NFL draft. It gets even greater when you compare all, and I've done this, when you compare where all pros are from over the course of a five-year period. And there's even a greater, uh, let's see, overvaluation of players from those big four states. Now, that doesn't mean those states aren't the best at producing football players. They are. The, the point is there's still too much of a flaw, in my opinion, of l- assuming that because this kid is from here, we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt because of whatever reason. And, and we're seeing far too often kids come from different states that are you're not giving enough love to. Arizona being an example. Washington, to me, is producing a lot more talent than people give it credit for. There's a lot of states like that. Chicago is starting to get more love for what they're doing. The Carolinas are finally starting to get a little bit more love for the kind of talent they're producing. And the other part of it is, is maybe you should check yourselves a little bit on this, this thing about needing to see a guy in person in order to rank him high. Yes, in-person evaluations are good. I like them. I wish I could do them. There's some guys I want to be able to measure up. But you get, you can also err on the side of putting too much onto it. And a perfect example is Benjamin Morrison wasn't really a seven-on-seven guy. He wasn't a camp guy. And so you all dinged him because of that when if you would have spent just an hour, half an hour watching that kid's film, you would have realized what I knew and what this crowd knew, which is that's as good of a cornerback upside-wise as anybody in the country outside of maybe a guy or two at the top. Maybe. And you're seeing that. So I think that that's something I would challenge them to do. And I would challenge us Notre Dame fans to not believe that everything is a conspiracy. Not everything is a, they hate Notre Dame, they're this, they're that. Sometimes it's just, you know what? They just missed it. Like we miss it. I miss guys. I get guys wrong. Guys that I think are good that end up not being good. Guys that I don't think are that good that end up being really good. And that's what I wish that they would do more of. And I'm, I'm glad that I was able to address that, uh, that topic a little bit today.